Welcome to Overanalyze, everybody. We're back yet again on a nice bi-weekly schedule. It's very nice to talk to you again, June. It's like we haven't seen each other recently. (laughs) (laughs) It's an inside uh, joke, people. It's a very inside joke. Yeah, this guy was being real tongue-in-cheek today, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Right now, we want to talk about housing requirements. I don't know if I mentioned it. No, I didn't. I know I didn't mention it, actually. When we were at the end of the last show, I mentioned there was other life events that have happened recently that we'll have to talk about, but not right now. And that event for me is that I'll be moving closer to the D.C. area um, come April. So Rachel and I have been looking at apartments and evaluating them. And I said to June, hey, I think it'd be a great topic to talk about what our housing requirements are, what we look for in houses, what matters to us, and uh, that whole process. Mm-hmm. It's a big topic. I feel like we could spend many an episodes on this. And there's definitely some stuff, you know, obviously I would care more about at my stage in life than than you, but... Uh... Oh, exactly. There were certainly some trade-offs that we considered. So I guess like from our approach, we were... Since we're not going to need to probably live in this area for longer than three years, which is how long Rachel has her fellowship, we're not looking at getting a house because we probably would not put enough money in to make up for the closing costs and all that kind of stuff um, to make it worth our while. But we did look at renting a house and what that would entail. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it didn't seem like an option we wanted to do because renting a house basically meant we got more space, but less quality space. And it wasn't in as ideal of a location. Um, And Right now, space isn't necessarily the priority. Uh, we prioritize like niceness and convenience to other things uh, higher than space because we don't think we're going to have a kid. And even if we did, uh, they wouldn't take up much space and not for much time in the apartment um, in that three years. So, yeah, we're looking at apartments again, which is a little disheartening because I was looking forward to home ownership and four independent walls, which is my number one requirement for a home. Four unshared, no neighbor walls. <laughs> well, you, you, you've already looked at renting houses, and all of them are just junk, or what? Either not many in our price range, uh-huh. and well, that's because you're moving to DC. That's that's problem number one. Get out of DC. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, <laughs> you're not helping here, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Don't live close to work. All right. Well. <laughs> Commute Look, from, uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, why did Rachel have to go ahead and, you know, find a fellowship there? But yeah, anyways, it's a complicated process, bro, but at least it's the number one uh, program for her. So that's very good. That is good. Um, and it's not, it's not like we're moving to a place so far away. I can't keep my job, yeah. which is nice. I was thinking about that. Actually, if I was at the old employer, this would definitely have begun the look for a change of location at the very least because it had been untenable to go up to where we used to work together. Mm. Yeah. That had been a commute not worth commuting. Right, right. Well, D.C. is really nice, but unfortunately I always get sad when I think about housing costs in that area. And we're not even going to live in D.C. proper because of it. We're going to live in the outskirts. Well, but it's you don't even have to be D.C. proper. All the, the surrounding counties are crazy expensive. I know you get the ripple effect. Yeah, are you guys? Where are you guys looking mostly? Do you know what county? Silver Spring. Silver Spring. Okay. Yeah, right, probably in the right. city of Silver Spring. So downtown district. Yeah. Um, super close to the metro. All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I was thinking we get cut into like I guess our process. Like when we go to a place, what do we start looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What are What are things on your checklist? So I made a series shortcut to generate checklists. I just want to bring that up uh, because I'm a nerd, nerd alert. Um, so basically, my I would tap the Siri shortcut and I'd say, what apartment are you at? And I would type in the apartment name. And then it would automatically take that, put it in the note, create a new note with all of my list of requirements. And then I would just go through my list and ask questions. And Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And satisfy, uh, you know, what the deal was. It's like a it's like a rubric. It creates like the rubric for you for exactly. each place. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The only thing it didn't do, which was really disappointing, is immediately share it with Rachel. So that was always a manual step I had to do. Didn't uh, support which that. Frustrating. Didn't support. No, there's the no other. like share, uh, share to contact. 
action really? item. Uh. Hmm. That's the thing that drives you nuts about series shortcuts is it does so much and you're so impressed by it, but then it just doesn't do certain things. And you're like, yeah. come on, it feels like that's pretty just the next step. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> shortcuts 2.0 opens up a lot more of these things, mm-hmm. but I also wouldn't count on it. I feel like automating sharing of things. That's an interesting feature that gets into risky territory. It seems reasonable, right? Like I could totally see if you were in um, some kind of collaborative group that every time you wanted to Siri shortcut, create a note or some kind of uh, document of some sort that you would want to share it with those people every single time. And um, yeah, actually that seems like a really reasonable thing to shortcut. I, I, I don't think it's uh, yeah. too crazy. I don't know. I guess anything that involves communication automation of communication seems a little i don't know it could be sort of taken advantage of in a negative way i don't know exploited or something so maybe it's a security reason i hear you so yeah what do you look for so all right you're you're you go you're driving down with uh rachel you get to the apartment or the house right and then you know what let's take a step back you're online Okay, you're online. Where do you? What do you even look for? How you know? What tools do you use? What are you? Uh, yeah, how are you searching for? Where do you even start looking? So I didn't even bother doing that right away. Oh. Um, it, it just I my I, my first gut reaction was to look at houses, and I deemed that they weren't affordable enough, and I kind of was like, all right, that's all of my my body could bear for the day, which was like the same day as. Um, finding out the news of where we'd be going. Um, and then by the next day, Rachel had already looked at all these apartments and had this huge list going. And I was like, Oh, cause I like, I just texted two friends that I knew lived in the area. And I said, Hey, any recommendations go for it. And I was not in any rush. We have months to figure this out. So I wasn't, I was going to wait for them to begin the filter for me. But then by the time they replied back to me, Rachel had already looked at like 35 websites <laughs> and then she parsed them based off what she thought. Basically, it was a non-starter if you didn't have an in-unit laundry solution. Uh, that was like one of Rachel's like hard cutoffs, which is completely reasonable by me. And so she like filtered through like thirty of them, no joke. And then she said the ones that she liked the best. She just showed floor plans to me, and I'd be like, no, yes, no, because <laughs> my one of my number one requirements is like quality of kitchen, and also just how the layout is. So we're looking for a two bedroom and. There's only two of us, and we're sharing a bedroom. So the extra bedroom is actually just uh, kind of supposed to be an office, like an extra bedroom if people come and stay the night, uh, things like that. So I don't mind if it's a very uneven layout, right? Like a master bedroom and a and a, a second bedroom, <laughs> right? But a lot of these uh, two-bedroom suites are, um, or two-bedroom units are kind of more equitable, like a roommate situation. Yep. So it's kind of a little bit disappointing because you're paying for some square footage that isn't really your what you're asking for. And then we looked at one bedroom dens, but it seems like Silver Spring has like that that like trick figured out, and their dens are too small to make into the office bedroom that we're looking to do. They're very much just like an office, maybe at best. So it's not. Uh, it's probably not going to be the the solution. We'll probably have to do a two bedroom. So you mentioned the kitchen. What about the kitchen is is important for you? Countertop space, first okay. and foremost. We have so many kitchen gadgets, and yeah, I, I brought out the. Uh, I had a uh, what do you call it? One of those tape measures in my back pocket, uh, and I was like tape measuring them if it didn't pass the eye test. So actually, our number one place didn't pass the eye test, but I tape measured them, and like yes, they were about a foot less than we were looking for, but. I, I said to myself, I can make that work. Mm-hmm. I can make that work. What What about the layout? Like, I'm curious if you want like an open kitchen, you want a more kind of, um, you know, <sighs> kitchen that's off to the side. I would like an open kitchen. I really like that. I like when you have like an island, for instance. Like what you guys have now. Yes. I like that a lot. Unfortunately, our favorite place, the kitchens are more of like a, I think Rachel called it a gully. I don't know. I don't know it's what like that a, means. And maybe that's not the word it was, but basically it's like some kind of hallway of a kitchen. Oh, I hate those. Yeah. So it wasn't ideal. I can uh, put pictures in the show notes uh, <laughs> of of like what I was looking at. Was that just her favorite? Or is that both of your favorites so far? It's also my favorite. And the reason uh, why is um, the kitchen isn't as bad as maybe you think it is. I I think I can work with it. I'm not too worried about it. 
Um, and you just get so much more, like the reason we like that place the best is because we have so much more livable space. Um, that even though the kitchen isn't as awesome as I'd like it to be, it has tons of cabinet space for what it's worth. Hmm. Do you guys have an objective way to make a decision at the end? Like you use some kind of like trade study and an Excel sheet, you know, you have categories yeah. with weighted, you know, weighted values and it's Rachel's you know, done one that to five. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel's done that before, but I um, don't think we're going to do it this time. I have no interest in doing it because I think it's not really in my experience with trade studies. You wait the test. So you get the one you want anyways. <laughs> Ah, uh, then that just means you're not doing it right. Oh, I mean, when you when you design the trade study, you're supposed to before you have any, you've even looked anywhere, you're supposed to come up with the categories first, and you oh, weigh I the understand. categories. Yeah, yeah. So there is no bias <laughs> prior to making when you're making the categories and creating the weights for them. Um, and you have to agree with her. Too. Iterate, iterate, iterate. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, man. No, I, it's been I, really helpful no, I, for us. I mean, when you're looking at like oh, twenty really? place, twenty plus places, right? I feel like if you just had to keep track of that in your mind, I, I I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to just kind of like keep track of what you know all twenty places with so many different categories and variables, and keep all of that in my head and remember which one I like the most, the you know the second most. And there's no way. I, I think I think that is a problem when you actually can find twenty places that would satisfy you. For me. I always find something that makes the place a non-starter. <laughs> so you quickly and, eliminate options because I, of like I end up elim- I end up eliminating things faster than I would to have options that are I I feel like I'm picky enough that <laughs> I don't have enough of them that it's too hard to keep it all in the head cannon. I get what you're saying though. So I guess uh, you want me to just like run through my list real quick. Yeah, what are what are the start start with the most important items? I mean, number 1 is pricing, right? I want to know how sure. much the units looking at and also how much parking is because that is a variable between them. So I actually have like short answer first and then the other things that are more like yes, no's later. So I said countertop sizes. <laughs> the next thing I looked at. Um, and then I added things as we went to places to my shortcut. And um, because like I realized they were talking like, Oh, we have cement between each floor. So it's like really quiet. And I was like, Oh, I like that. That's a feature. So I would like write down like cement floors. Yes. No. Right. Um, I would look to see what internet providers they have. Believe it or not, some of the units down there have Fios, which you would think is like a big thing for me. But the two places we like the best are Comcast only. <laughs> what are the chances? Um, yeah, see, this is, uh, we have very different prioritizations, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that uh, internet provider, I mean, you, um, could, you could always for all this time and yeah. it's okay. I guess you could always <laughs> wait for the... Um, Oh man, what's that one? The FiOS 5G. Um, the oh, you know what I'm talking the about? 5G ne- the I mean, 5G networks. The little 5G like hub that you get. I think it's from Verizon. I forget what it's from. They've only started rolling it out in a few cities, not Baltimore. But uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But that would be interesting. I love to see if they have a bike room. Mm. What their dog policy is specifically? Is it amenable to golden retrievers? This is a fun one. You'll like this light bulb type. So like, could I automate the lights, particularly the kitchen lights? Usually the kitchen lights are where they get you because they'll have like track lighting and various tiny bulbs and stuff. So I look to see how automation would work. Now that's interesting. Well, you know, you can always get switches, right? So you don't have to replace the actual bulbs. You could just replace the switch. Oh, um, that's what I, I, I like have. That's a lot of work for an apartment. Eh, it's not that hard, man. <laughs> It'll take you no more than 30 Damn. minutes. Come on, Alec. I don't want to like mess up the drywall and like do stuff like that. You're not going to mess up the drywall. There'll be a junction box that's already in there. Come on. I live in a I live in a 66-year-old house and I was able to replace <laughs> my switches very quickly. I'm sure you can do the same thing in a modern apartment. Fair enough. I probably could have done that. I didn't even really think about that option to be completely frank. Yeah, it's nice because I actually have this annoying um, circuit in my downstairs bathroom where the fan, the bathroom fan, is on the exact same circuit as the lights. I so, hate that. Yeah, so you turn it on, the fan's always turning it on. And because, you know, if you're going to get Hue lights, you have to always leave the power on. Of course, I'm not going to leave the fan always on. So I had to just replace the whole switch with the smart uh, switch. Interesting. Yeah. I actually, um, I, d- I went the thermonuclear method. So our, our apartment's like that too, where you turn on the light and it automatically turns on the fan. And I just said, you know what? No fan. 
I just unplugged the fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never want that. I don't want it to always be on you the same switch. Unplug the fan? I unplug the fan. Like, okay. See, I can't. There's no unplug for me. And I have to go in. I'd have to call an electrician and go and have them remove it from a circuit, you know? <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, it's it's literally just plugged in. There's like a socket right there. Ah, okay. Because I, I was like, I, I opened it up. I'm like, there must be a way to turn this off. And I was like, it can't be this easy. I just pulled it out and it worked. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was I was really uh, quite pleased. I do not have an access panel for that. That's too bad. Yeah, Rachel Rachel was like, we have to make sure we plug that in when we leave. Yeah. I just that, that last week. And I was like, oh, I know. It's on my short list of things that do. Because he'd probably be like, the fan's broken. And then he'll open it up and be like, oh, they just unplugged it. <laughs> no, no, no. What they're going to do, the fan's broken. <laughs> we're going to withhold their deposit. <laughs> oh, dude, we're not getting it back. We're not going to get back. Based on our experience with this place, they really? uh, they replace the uh, the the stovetops. Those glass stovetops are uh, just huge scratch things. Very easy to scratch. And okay. um, they'll 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 be like it's scratched to oblivion replaced oh but i mean because we have to do it for rachel's old apartment is it worth a month's worth of rent in damages it's not that much the deposit's like um deposit's like 500 Uh, and um the new countertop was like 230 so then they got the rest of it kind of thing but there's enough there's enough things like between that and also like the carpets they're gonna have to like probably replace the carpets in here because Really? There were a few stains. There's a few stains that we just were not able to get out. I yeah, see. Just, yeah, they'll probably just do that. I see. Hmm. Oh, I looked to see if like we could do longer leases and save money or how that would work. Oh, I love this one, this speculative question. Are there any EV charging options? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I always felt like such a douche when I asked that. You wouldn't be really but out I, of place, though. Come on. You're, you're, you're going to be in D.C. It's going to be I, one of the I places. Say, with- I always would preface... I'd always preface with, um, I don't already have an electric vehicle and I don't suspect I'll get one, but it's worth asking. <laughs> Please don't judge me. And then I would look at the outlet situation. I would look and observe how many outlets there were around the rooms. Very important. Oh, that's that's okay. I get that. And I would look to see if there were any like grills, outdoors stuff, um, things like that. And I would take pictures of everything incessantly. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm looking at these pictures right now. There might not be enough outlets in this place. I don't know if you can tell outlets from these pictures. Oh, I can you? I got I got 12 megapixels. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like enhance. <laughs> I was I was a guy running around with an iPad Pro, 12.9 inch, yeah, taking yeah. photos. Yeah, of course. It was hardcore because like I could just type a lot faster on it. So yeah, I mean those are the things I was looking at. And uh, I also, like, I do care about uh, how good the gym is. Like, all these facilities have a, a gym. And as someone who uses it, like, it matters to me. Most of them were, were serviceable. And two of them, also the two we like the best, happen to have um, nice gyms, the best gyms. I will say, it's actually kind of interesting. The two that we like the best also did everything the same right. Um, Which were? They both had, like, they had, like, dog treats out. And I thought that was, like, a nice touch. Even though I'm, like anti-dog I, I don't want this thing but i'll get it kind of thing um i was like oh that's a nice touch they just have like dog treats everywhere it's like very friendly to the dogs i feel like for such a non-pet person non-animal person you you the pets pet friendliness is quite up there in your list of requirements it's not it's not no, no but I, you're, not you're talking about po- pet policy earlier too as as yeah i had it on the list criteria. yeah it's because i love rachel that's all yeah, but are Has you, nothing to do with you guys getting about. a pet? Like, you should tell me this. It uh, it probably will happen. Um, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just a question of if it will happen while we're at the apartment. And I am thinking I will let my my uh, guard down. I've been saying, like, no dog, no dog, no dog, until the house. But I was also thinking to myself, I just want a few more <laughs> years without the dog. <laughs> and I'm still going to get the few more years. So we'll see. Um, we'll play it by ear. We're going to wait until after the wedding for sure. Well, I think pets would be a good, good practice for you guys. Got to work your way up to a, to a baby, <laughs> to a human, to a little baby human. Yeah. So, and you know, like I really don't care much about the bedrooms, June. Like I just go and sleep in them. I just care about the, how big the living room is, how the kitchen's laid out, how much usable space there is, um, mm-hmm. how quiet I perceive it might be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, that's kind of it, man. What about you? What do you think about 
Well, let's see. What's up there for me? Uh, proximity to work. That's important for me. That does matter for what it's worth. Uh, and that's actually another reason we're not going to live in DC proper is it makes our commutes a little bit more equitable than it is now. You know, <laughs> less than a five minute walk door to door versus an hour in the car. It's going to be like Rachel's going to be taking Metro and, and stuff. So it's going right. to be a, uh, about 25 for her, maybe yep. 30. Cause she has to transfer to a shuttle bus as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's and that- then for me, it's going to be like 30 to 40 driving. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me is proximity to work, but as a tangent of that, you know, walkability and just in general public transportation, what that's like. Um, there are websites that'll give you a score of a particular neighborhood for its walk. It'll give oh, you a right? walkability score, which is pretty neat. Um, Towson was actually pretty up there, uh, but yeah. Um, Let's see, balcony for grilling. You kind of mentioned that too. That's probably one of my favorite things about the house we're currently in, is that we have an act. We have a we have a external door, right right adjacent to the kitchen from the kitchen, and you walk out from that door, and boom, you're on this balcony, and you know it's covered, it's open. Uh, I put my grills there. That's a really cool feature of your house. Yeah, dude, it's the best How thing it's, ever. Like, connected it's, to the kitchen, yeah, like right next yeah, to the oven. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. If I got to take my steaks out, you know, like, boom, I just I open the door and voila, there's the grill. And if it's, you know, I can grill when it's rain, you know, rainy, sunny, it doesn't matter, snowing. Um, so that's been really neat. Uh, that's why I bought <laughs> 160 pounds of charcoal today. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm 160 I'm, yeah, pounds. I'm grilling 365 days a year. Uh, Where are you putting all this charcoal? No, it's it's just I texted you the picture of the deal, didn't I? Four bucks. Well, it's actually 370 for a 20 pound bag, and when it's normally 20 dollars, this is for the Weber like hardwood briquettes. It's insanely <laughs> discounted right now. I bought the last eight. I couldn't help it. I was like, I'm probably good with charcoal for another two years, but. i didn't realize what i was looking at i didn't know Uh, that was what oh wow and also i had no i had no idea what the baseline price was i mean hey if it's 80 percent off more power to you yeah man more than 80 percent, right yeah a little bit yeah i like to add that my places all have balconies and i did think like would they mind if i put a weber grill and i'm sure they would mind i'm sure that's not yeah they all have they all (laughs) really care about um being having a grill and back it's all about insurance all. yep fire safety yep. their own insurance um for me uh yeah you mentioned price that's definitely very important um neighborhood uh in general like we are looking i don't know i feel like i'm at the stage with carolina where we're kind of done with the whole city thing not that we really did much of the city thing but i don't know with the family we're just kind of like all right time to like go live in the suburbs <laughs> but i kind of like it like our neighborhood it's really nice if i want to go for a quick run i don't have to worry about you know too much traffic or cars and running in the street with a bunch of car fumes like it's just a nice peaceful green neighborhood so that's pretty nice uh i actually have internet provider here as well but as a very important piece for me um i feel like since i've had fios i just i can't i can't use anything else um so that's absolutely critical i think i honestly do think comcast has gotten way better than they used to be so Eh. just food for thought because i used to be the same way man i used to hate comcast and i used to have it and have reason to hate it and i don't hate it anymore i'll tell you this i have never gone with either time warner comcast or any of these other competitors i've never gone more than five days until i i've had to do something to the router restart it um reboot it um sometimes i have i used to, to have like, those issues too sometimes i've had to like factory reset the thing and it's just like <laughs> oh my god um so uh, i i had those issues too i called them and i said this is completely unacceptable and once i got really stern with them it never happened again <laughs> i don't know how I don't know that why. happened yeah it's not like I have no, it doesn't make any sense, but it's true. Like I called them every single, like the first week of us in this apartment, I was on the phone with them every single day. And I'm like, I have grad school to do. This is ridiculous. Um, and then like that last time, whatever they did, it's been working ever since. I had not a call. Well, I don't know. I've gone every, ever since the day we moved into this house, 
never had to reboot, never had a service interruption with my files, other than a power outage. But, you know, it's, I I mean, that's just phenomenal. And, of course, the speed, like, constant speed. Like, you know, used to pay for whatever, 50 download, 50 upload. You're always getting, like, a fraction of that. And then maybe, like, at 2 in the morning, when no one else in the world is awake in your time zone, it's like, all right, finally I'm getting 50. You know, but it's just, like, whereas with Fios... I'm I'm doing I have a hundred hundred right now always hundred hundred, um, in fact the upload is like one ten they give you a little extra on the upload. Um, nice. <laughs> I mean so. don't get me wrong if I could get FiOS and and yes there are apartments that offer FiOS but they are substantially worse apartments and it's just not worth. Well, you know what? Even if they don't have the FiOS box already there, you can always check to see FiOS availability. Um, you could have someone from Fios to actually install a box if if the neighborhood has Fios. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't have to be already That's there. True. Uh, anyways, um, That's true. Might be a possibility. Let's see. Um, uh, in terms of price as well, we also think of like a form of investment. Um, is this neighborhood? It's kind of related to the whole neighborhood thing too. Like, where is this neighborhood going to be in like say five years when we may decide to sell it or something? So. It is a form of investment, and it's actually quite a terrible form of investment, in my opinion. Um, you're putting it's quite awful. a lot of eggs in one basket. It's also just not a good investment. They only go up usually with inflation. Now, granted, you can find a neighborhood that's up and coming and like beat that by a lot. Yeah, but right. those neighborhoods are far and few in between, and they don't always work out. So, sure. I just, I mean, people think of it as an investment, and I think of it as <laughs> not really. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So that's that's kind of for me, you know, I, I just got to make sure like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, first of all, I market, what's the market like? You know what I mean? Is it a buyer's market, seller's market? What kind of interest rates can you get right now? You're locking into a long contract. Um, you want to make sure, you know, you're getting as good of a rate as you can. Of course, you can always like, you know, uh, refinance later. But I don't know. I just feel like for me... The financial aspect of buying a house is very important. Do you think paying off a mortgage fast is a worthwhile endeavor? <sighs> Depends. If I make a lot more money, sure, I'll pay it off faster. Um, people always say put some extra principal on top of your mortgage, regular minimum mortgage payments, which we do. Um, and even the smallest amount makes a big difference in your actual um uh, in your actual, like, you know, payment schedule. Um, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think, um, we try, I mean, but does it, you know, the amount of interest you pay? Yeah. Especially in the beginning, I think, especially in the beginning. So the reason I'm saying that is if you took that exact same money and just invested it, would it be a better investment long-term? No, I think you absolutely would, would, um, Let's say you let's say your mortgage is like fifteen hundred dollars, right? Even if you put a hundred dollars on top of that, it going towards principal, I'm pretty sure. Obviously, it varies on what your interest rate and things like that are, but pretty sure that your total savings that could shave, for example, five years off of a thirty year loan just by putting an extra hundred dollars. Because if you ever look at an amortization table of you know what your principal looks like as it's going mm-hmm, down, mm-hmm. it's exponential. At first, it barely budges, right? You're, most of your mortgage payments go into interest. And then it finally starts to pick up a little bit. And then towards the end, you're finally really, most of your payments are actually going towards the principal, reducing the principal. So if in the beginning, you can reduce that principal, um, it makes a huge impact. I hear you. I hear you. I, the only reason I ask is because someone at work was, was challenging it today. And and it was an interesting conversation. Sure. He's like, my my uh, interest rate, I forget what he said it was, but he's like, it is so low. It's one of the best loans you could ever get. And I don't understand why people are trying to pay that off faster. He's like, I can make more in the market. And I was like, hmm. Well, I'll be honest. I haven't done the full math. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the mm-hmm. percentage of interest saving is off of that $100. You know, if I pay hundred dollars for 25 years you know what i mean um i i'd have to do a little more math just to actually give an objective answer but i feel like just i've i've done that math before 
when we were looking at this house and looking at what we should do for um, mortgage payments. Um, and that was definitely one of the things we noticed. I mean, I'll give you an example. The overall amount of interest payments we pay right over the life of the our 30-year loan um, most people are kind of shocked by this, which is kind of shocking, but um, it is more than the total price of the house. I pay more in oh, interest yeah, yeah, payments yeah. than the price of the house. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it is until you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I mean, mean, right. It's like, I, I've come to accept it, but yes, right. it is It is a little wild when you first hear that. I remember when I was like a kid and I first started that and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, a lot of adults don't even know that. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's not cheap. Um, your banks, that's why banks love it. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. I I think, but to be, but to be fair, it's actually really a bad investment for them to double your money every 30 years. Like just on average, let's just call it doubling it to double your money over 30 years. That's not the S and P you try to double your money every five years in the stock market. Well, yeah, it's a balance. Well, it is a diversification of investment. Yes, it that's, is. That's, that's kind of gets back to why the guy was saying, I just invest in stock because... Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it was actually really interesting when he said that. Sure. I've been trying to get more into this investment thing, dude. Better understand it. I will say my house is probably a better... It's a, it's a safer type of investment. My rate, my rate is fixed. My interest rate is fixed. It's unlike my return that I might get at a stock market. That's going to go up and down like crazy especially right now, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. <laughs> there's a lot more certainty when I'm paying off the principal of my house than there is when I take the same money and try to invest it in a market. So I don't know. I, yeah, to each their own, but I also kind of think of it from, I, I get the, I get it from the perspective that like, Hey, at least my mortgage payment is still going towards equity. Um, it's still building equity. And, that, in my opinion, is already like eons better. Like, even if I'm not paying additional principal, you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still contributing and adding to my asset. You know what I mean? So, this is uh, already better than just renting, in my opinion. It definitely can be. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if I, oh man, spoiler alert! If I uh, do, uh, you know, move uh, because of the job. <laughs> um, I'll say that, uh, you know, for me, um, I'm already like looking at basically houses in that area. <laughs> I'll just say that <laughs> part of it is that like, I really, I'm starting to kind of <laughs> dislike certain things about this house. Um, there's a lot of good things about it, but, um, one of the things I'll, I'll another thing, just moving on with my list, um, maintenance, like, and a lot of that has to do with the age of the house. Right. Um, when you buy a 66-year-old house or a 100-year-old house, you are going to be signing up for a lot of maintenance costs. Um, you could be a DIY guy, you know, and just do it all yourself. But I don't know. I'm not as much of a DIY guy. And I'm a little bit of it. You know, I'll fix some easy stuff. But I'm also like, I got two kids, job, that's very busy. Like, there's no way I can go ahead and like, you know fix a big leak or something like that. Although, even though I did climb on my roof the other day, you know how slanted my roof is, right? I climbed on it and I sealed it up with some roof tar. Dude, I felt like a Superman. Um, although I felt like I was about <laughs> yeah. to die. I felt like I, I could have died. I was like, if any one of these shingles that I am applying so much of my weight on slips out, I'm, I'm a dead man. You know what I mean? Like, And then when I got back down, I was thinking, you know, I'm an idiot. I should have put like a mattress or something on the bottom of this, <laughs> on the floor or something, just in case, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm my like, gosh. All right, next time I'll do that. So that was interesting. <laughs> I Just don't go back on that roof. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, I you're know. selling the house. You're not going to go on the roof. <laughs> well, next time it rains, I need to see if it, um, it actually stopped the leak. So got my fingers crossed. Uh, let's see. HVAC system. I, I really, uh, it's one of those things I feel like apartments, you don't really, um, have much of a control over. They're all usually the same, um, forced air and central air. Uh, but for a house, it's like, well, geez, you know, we didn't know what we were getting into when we bought this house, which has, um, an oil burner, uh, boiler furnace that boils the water and uses the water to heat up the house. And boy, is that inefficient and expensive. Um, I'll give you an exa- an idea just of how expensive our our house isn't that big, you know, it's about 2000 square feet. 
but it costs us about 400 to $500 a month to heat this damn space. Isn't that ridiculous? It's quite a bit. It's also just because we have like no insulation in these old walls. Like when they built this house, it was just... And you've done some work to do that make it better too. I mean, we That's put wild. insulation in the attic, like um, better insulation, um, some of the crawl spaces we insulated. But at the end of the day, like we have these old rickety wooden windows. Um, we have these old walls that don't probably don't have any insulation in them and those are the biggest drains you know what i mean those that's where really most of the the hot air is just getting out so i feel like um it's just it's just not sustainable every have to whenever i have to pay 500 bucks like 550 right was my last bill to fill up my oil tank i just feel like i got robbed I'm like, God damn it. And then, I, and then I always feel like I need to set my house temperature to like 60 degrees. And then Carolina gets upset. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't set it to 60. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. All right, dude. I think you, you teased us enough. Oh, hold on. I got do more. Have, do you have more on the list? <laughs> dude. All right. He's got I more. was going to say, I haven't even gotten into the whole aspect of everything changes when you have kids. It's like, now I got to look at what daycares <laughs> are in the area. Are there like good daycares? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, the yard do i need to is there a, a yard for the kids to run around you know um you don't want it to be too large because then that's too much to maintain um number of rooms my kids are gonna need their own rooms so it's like all right are they gonna share a room how many rooms are there um so yeah that really adds a lot of stuff um uh, actually I, yeah, part I, of the neighborhood I, thing is actually I, imagine. I would love to know if the neighborhood we're moving into is going to have people in our kind of demographic you know what I mean like in terms of like are there going to be other young couples with kids like that would be kind of nice because that would just be an easier you know uh, social group to kind of just get into so you look for social groups in your neighborhood it's hard I'm not saying like that's an easy thing to do when you're shopping around that's those are usually things you kind of find out once you've moved in it's it's kind of a hard thing to gauge when you're in a neighborhood I mean, sometimes we will go to a, a neighborhood and you can see like man like in five minutes you've just seen five freaking strollers you know it's like okay there's a lot of kids right. here so yeah I'll say just because I've been in this area all my life I am actively looking not to make friends <laughs> Like I'll, I'll see neighbors, I'll see neighbors, and I just I'll, I won't even acknowledge it's like a ghost. I won't even acknowledge they exist. We'll walk out of our door at the same time. You're like the neighbor <laughs> I had. It's a next door neighbor, and I would I, anytime I would cook on my balcony, I see this guy, and he will never look my way. Always, never looks my way. Walks by, and I'm staring at this guy. I'm like, please look at me so I can say hello. Never once looked at me, like like I wasn't even there. You're exactly like this man. And I'm like, I'm just like, great neighbor here. <laughs> yes, that's exactly I mean, what I'm going for. I get it. I get it. <laughs> to some people, a good neighbor is a quiet neighbor. I, I think my tune might change once I have kids because I would like to have, to have, you know, some like neighborhood friends. Yeah, and they can play with. To do those kind of things. I, I do think my priorities will change. But at this very moment in time, I am looking to decrease, not increase my friend group. <laughs> yeah, you have and too I'm, many friends I like it, it's a it's a serious problem you gotta filter them it, down I, I'm telling you I'm telling you man being being in the same area for so long like it they, they grow yeah I swear if I walked around with you downtown you would just like probably know like five people you, you know there would be just so many <laughs> random people saying hi to you it's a kind of level well yesterday before going to uh your place i went to the apple store and i saw someone i went to elementary school with in there and like we locked eyes and then i just was like all right i'm out of here i don't need to be at the side pro anymore That's <laughs> that funny. was my cue to leave oh, and then man. before i could even get to my car i ran to two other people i knew no joke <laughs> yeah that was yesterday <laughs> no granted that was like a higher much higher than normal i have many interactions where i go into a place and i never see anybody but yesterday it happened twice and i was like i'm out of here yeah i can i can see how awkward that is i get it especially if you like haven't seen them since high school and it's like do i say hi like i definitely recognize you but i don't really need to have any social interactions right now i haven't seen them since elementary school the one because well i actually that was always a running joke we'd run into them a lot actually um but they had moved away to a different district i guess like a different you know school feeder system and we would just like see them around at malls and stuff uh, every once in a while so it was like kind of a running joke that we would see him in places but 
Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. The other two I actually recently saw playing pickup basketball. They're yeah. awesome. Some Greeks I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we all have our communities that we like to be with. Um, I always found it interesting that you are someone who have a lot of friends. And uh, we talked about it in a previous episode, I think, about how, you know, you have, you almost have like a, a friendship maintenance schedule. It's like, all right. Time Sometimes. To, I need to go call this person at this time because it's been two months and blah, 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 and I got to maintain that friendship. Whereas I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, look, if you moved away, I'm, I may not talk to you for like two years until I randomly see you again or make it make a trip out to go see you. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like if we see each other again and we can pick up right back up like, like you never left, you know what I mean? Like that's a good friendship. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I think we're very different in that we're in that way. I feel like sometimes that doesn't really work out because I don't really maintain like a network as well as you probably do, um, which in the future will probably like be a very valuable asset, like a big network, um, especially professionally. You need to just know someone that has a big network. Done. All right. I'm <laughs> exactly. set. Hey, Alec. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I jest, but like, if you know one person well that has a big network, that usually can do a lot. There you go. <laughs> I just gotta like start a podcast with this one guy, and then I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. So, what else is on that list of yours, man? I'm gonna need a copy of that. <laughs> we go house searching. I pretty much went over everything. Um, I still think the. Uh, I still think like I don't know. We none, neither of us have really mentioned like the the kind of like nightlife and i i feel like we're at a certain point of our like life age Over it. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's like if we just graduated college yeah you know go live in the city and like all the bars are nearby it's like i you know i just i'm definitely over that by now but i was wondering if you still look for something like that i so i do like cities because i'm just like a bleeding liberal that needs to be around other bleeding liberals. <laughs> you need to go live on a ranch and even out a bit. <laughs> and that's like the biggest reason. Like, I don't want to live where I used to live. Not that it's very conservative, but it's conservative enough that I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. <laughs> I could, I could just see you like driving through a neighborhood on your way to go see, you know, some apartments or houses and you start seeing some Trump signs and you just immediately turn around. You're like, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's where I just set up my, uh, my router. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, I have a second network that is just a, uh, commentary on Mr. 45. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, I really like cities. I like having things nearby and nice and compact. It is very efficient. All those things. Cities are very efficient. Yeah. But I also want my four independent walls more than I want anything else in this world (laughs) when it comes to a house. And thus, I got a city cannot work. Right. No, it's efficient. Townhomes are very efficient. Um, or just like apartment living, you know what I mean? Like walls, not having four exposed walls to the elements is very efficient. Um, and yeah, like for heating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there are a lot of things we learn after having owned a house now. I mean, when we first saw, got this house, we were like, wow, huge yard with the fence. All the kids can run around and great. And now day to day, every week, I'm like, shit, I got to mow. And that's a lot of grass to mow. And then, or, you know, oh, gosh, like, I got this, like, wilderness in the back. What do I do with it? You know, it's an eyesore (laughs) or something. And it's just, like, that is, to me, that the size of our yard, we've even, it's more of a curse than a blessing. And we've even started thinking, like, what if we can, like, sell the land? How does that work? What if I sell it and it becomes another lot? Because that backyard can literally be another house. It could be another lot. It won't be very think big. So? I think so. Yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, if you think it's about also it, like a, a lot of hill. Yeah, if you think about it, there's a ginormous gap between my house and the neighbor down the hill. You know what I mean? Like, if you look yeah. at our next, the neighbors across the street and na- other neighbors' houses in the neighborhood, there's not. There, are no, I've, I haven't seen any houses with that huge of a gap. Like, it makes me think that there used to be a house there, maybe at some point. Um, no, it can't be because there's a 
there's a good number of huge ass trees. Uh, I gotta stop cussing. It has been a more uh, spirited episode. Yeah. Anyways, that's about it. Um, I can't really think of much else. Uh, slate roof. Don't get a slate roof. Learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah. um, costs a lot to maintain. Some places won't even share that. How about character? Rachel likes colonials when it comes to houses. Um, I, I don't know enough of the verbiage to care. I like open floor plans the best. Yeah, but just like external character, you know, curb appeal, you know, what kind of oh. what kind of style does it have? Is it unique or is it a I know cookie cutter? I, see it, I guess. Uh-huh. I guess I like brick. Okay. And like like brick or like stone kind of look. I wouldn't want necessarily just siding. Mm-hmm. Um besides mm-hmm. that, I don't think I have much of a any kind of curb appeal that much means to me. I will say that curb appeal means 0% uh in the curve. Like, it will not make or break a house. I will always care more about the inside than the outside. Yeah. You know, I would be interested, though, to, like, see how you would answer these questions when you guys are actually looking to buy a house. I think I think your priorities will shift around a little bit when you're looking to actually buy a house. I 100% believe you. So, uh, what were you up to today? Uh, not much. Took, took half day off. <laughs> uh you know when met some new people at a new company (laughs) did some chatting work (laughs) work less uh yeah so in uh june's initiative to work less he decided to come with the biggest slacker he knows and uh come and interview today so how'd it go buddy after after uh months of pestering me for a resume I, find, I eventually caved in and <laughs> sent Alec a resume. Next thing I know, I, I, I start getting contacted by the uh, recruiters. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give this a shot. I, I will say that I'm. it's funny because when people have been asking me today, like, hmm, you haven't been at this company for that long yet. Um, you know, why, why are you considering, uh, you know, um, of leaving or, you know, going to this company? And I'm just like... Look, I'll be honest here. I am not actively looking for another job. I, I, I like what I do now, albeit there are things I don't like, um, but I'm not actively looking. And really, Alec here uh, got me in the door, and now I just want to open my opportunities. You know, I, I feel like I don't want... I'm never the kind of guy that had a career plan, you know? I feel like having a career plan, for me, I was always kind of afraid that that would... That'd be like me putting blinders on, and I would limit yes. my opportunities. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and I've always just kind of lived like, okay, what what opportunities are there? And like right now, I may be happy where I am, but is it really, you know, is there something better right now for my career, for my happiness, um, for my work life balance? So I think I I I don't want to just like stay at one place because I'm kind of just doing okay there you know what i mean nor do i want to just have like that the career path for this one company of where i can see myself in 10 years and like no uh, no, i'm not gonna stick with one company uh i mean you know what i mean like it's well i would say i definitely really much very much resonate with the whole no five-year plan thing Mm -hmm. i like to say when if next time i get asked that question which i haven't been asked in a while uh, but I was anticipating it might be asked in like a future interview kind of thing. Um, I just want to be like, look, I don't believe in five year plans. If like particularly for the interview, um, speaking of that, I was anticipating happening. Um, if you asked me a year ago, two, three years ago, if this interview would be happening, I never would have had it on my radar. Mm-hmm. But I have core principles and guidelines that guide me through how I do work. I want to go to work every day and do things that are interesting to me and push my boundaries and like delight the people around me and whatever that means is what I'll end up doing. And that's how we're here where we are today. And I think it's been working out just fine. <laughs> like, yep. I, I, I feel like, do I want to be a management? Maybe I haven't turned it down. Do I want to be super technical? Maybe I haven't turned it down, but I, I'll be just, go with the flow and when i see opportunity strike and yeah. i know what i want like i want what makes me most happy mm-hmm. and i'll figure it out on the fly because i tell you if you make a five-year plan and you stick to it it probably wasn't the best plan 
there's no way you know. Dude, it's like a waterfall you, plan. You gotta it's be a more, waterfall you gotta plan. Be agile with you gotta be agile. I, I did. I do. I need two week sprints. I need two week sprints. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's very true. You know that, that June. That's extremely true. The five year plan is the equivalent of waterfall, <laughs> and I don't have any reason to do that. Thin F. I got story points here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every two weeks, I'm interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I, you know the thing I'm most excited about though is if I do get this. Um, it's like it's like hey why why would you want to work here June and what the thing I really was trying to resist saying was because I want to do coffee time with Alec again <laughs> I think you got I got to bring that back you know that's that is the thing I'm looking forward to man well I mean you'd have to stay with my group was that like the mo- group of most interest to you it's a good question um, doesn't have to be it's definitely the group I think I had the most interaction with. I might be only get, able to get you 50% on my project anyways, so you might be able to do both. But it matters oh, really? like which one you want to be in long-term. That's interesting. I have no idea what the availability is. I think my team would be foolish. Let me just say this. Let me get off my chest. My team would be foolish to keep everyone else on <laughs> at the rate they're at <laughs> and not put you on at least 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, give this man some time. If you don't have any other time, cut it out with other people. <laughs> give them something <laughs> else to work on. <laughs> get this man in here put him in coach i was trying to actually get out of david i was trying to get out of him like what exactly what roles would actually be available Um, because like this was such an open-ended thing like i supplied an application to requisition 9999 (laughs) it was a blank it was basically like a generic you know thing so i was like okay clearly you're kind of like just trying to figure out who i am and where i would fit um but do you have any ideas in where what are the roles available you know not just in like what group but like what level um like i don't even i just would like to even know from that perspective um but david couldn't really give me like straightforward answers um understand and i i totally get it um uh he did tell me about the uh the section supervisor role Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said apparently that's been open for a year or something. You didn't tell me that, but uh, <laughs> dude, it's been open the whole time I've been yeah. there. I've never had a section supervisor. Yeah, yeah. So like, by the by the way, guys, like, what's going on with the section supervisor role is a whole other question. That's the that's the interview I'm talking about. I applied for it. Yeah. I was told no, and then I was told hey maybe, and then I was told like a whole you know, plan. And then I slid June's resume and I think it just blew their whole mind. Well, you know, I was actually thinking, (laughs) I was like, I would love to work with Alec again. And I'm just thinking like, I wonder if I know you probably don't mind if I, I'm your section supervisor. I feel like, I feel like we've gone over this. Like, I don't know if you would like, it's not like this is going to be a rift in our friendship because of this. Dude, you don't, it's not for the, there's no extra pay just so you know (laughs) right sure sure no i get that um but i'm wondering if they don't know that and they're kind of thinking like ooh, because they know we're friends you know what i mean so i'm wondering if they're they've thought as far as like man if we give june this like role but now he's like you know alex super section supervisor like is that gonna have some like weirdness i'm probably overthinking it i'm overthinking it no no we already talked about all that so when i slid your resume and i was like yeah i i'd be okay being his supervisor i'd be okay if he was my supervisor i think it'd be the same out of his mouth Mm -hmm. um i think the biggest problem you would have is that we're very close friends (laughs) the (laughs) biggest problem and i'm like that's funny yeah i was like the biggest problem you're gonna have is that we're actually very good friends and uh I'm worried how impartial I could be towards it. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, Why would you say that? Well, no, I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, shoot, man. I, I mean, feel like... First of all, like, I'm, I'm in a convenient spot where I, I know that you're not going to give me an issue, right? Like, what are you going to do that's going to be an issue if I were your supervisor? You'd be the easiest person to manage, right? You're total delight. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Um. So, like... I just have confidence. That's why I was like, I don't even need to interview you. If I, if I was if I was in a role where I could just hire you, I would. I wouldn't have even brought you in. Or if I did, we would have had some coffee and I'd been like, all right, cool. <laughs> see, see you in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why in the world would I ever interview you? It's stupid. Like, I know you. I've worked with you for three and a half years. Like, I get it. <laughs> I don't, it it's um, the only reason I would have to actually, like, interview you is if I was opening a job up for many people. But even then, 
shoot. Like, would I give it to you over the other people? Probably. But I think that's all merit. Like, I think I could legitimately chalk it up to merit. I don't know. I'm probably like, well, that's just disqualify myself for section supervisor just through this, uh, this little thing. Well, but it's like, I don't know. Though. <laughs> I don't know. Cause look, I think, I think being, f- I think you can still have people reporting to you, even if indirectly, right? Even if you guys are friends, I don't think there's any kind of, uh, limitation. I think, I think there is the concern of bias and partial partiality towards a person, but I don't really think, I don't know, in my experience and probably in yours too, I've always been able to be objective. You know what I mean? Like if we were in, for example, that leadership rotation program, right? And I don't know about when you did it in your class, but if we were in the same class in the same projects and we were asked to rate each other, I'd be completely honest. I would be very objective about it. Um, it just right. so happens that you are really good. Um, so, you know, like, <laughs> and we're friends. So, Hey, <laughs> works out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that works out. I always felt, I always felt like, uh, I don't know. I've, I've imposter syndrome hardcore, but, um, <laughs> I was always very grateful for any positive reviews. I guess my biggest thing is, man, I just can't bring it every day. Some days I have it and sometimes I don't. That's normal. And that, that is, I guess it's normal. That's definitely normal. And, uh, I don't know. I just can't get over it. That's the thing that kind of bothers me about the work. It's like, he has to come in every day. Even if like, you know, you know, before you even get out of bed, today's not going to be the day, (laughs) you know? Well, you're like, today won't be the day that I am. I'm going to be full throttle. Well, I'll say, I'll say it certainly doesn't help to go to work with that mindset. You know what I mean? Oh no, not at all. No, it's very bad. I tried, I've been trying to get out of that. Okay, good. Like, well, like, I, I guess I've always been aware, like, if you go into that with that mindset, it's always going to be that way. So I always try to, like, create a plan and, and, and have something, steps for me to go through the day and try to make as productive as I can be. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I also just kind of feel like I know. Like, I feel like I just go in bursts. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, when I'm on, I'm on. But sure. Sometimes I'm not on. <laughs> no, I get it. So you think it went well today? I did get a good feeling from it. I mean... The way David was speaking, you know, it was kind of... I don't want to jinx anything. I feel like I don't have much wood to knock around. Um, But uh, (laughs) I feel like... I felt... I had a pretty good feeling about it. Um, He did did also then mention the other team. Because he was kind of like, hey, um, I just want to make sure you understand the expectations. Because I know, you know, you're in a lead role right now. um, But you may not, you know, be offered a lead role here. And it seems like to me, like they find, they seem to value like having someone worked for, for, you know, some amount of time on a project before leading other people in the project, which is very fair, which I, mm-hmm. I get, yeah. you know, I'm like, I, that's totally understandable. You have to have some level of business knowledge, knowledge of the technical stuff, have worked on it. And then you should probably be able to, you know, be in a position to lead, um, it's just funny because I because he was actually asking me. So they hired you as the lead from like nowhere because it was uh it was he had, it was one of the questions he was like what what is one of the biggest risks you took you've taken either like in a job or or just career wise and I was like I was like easy it was going from one company to another from a totally different industry to another you know, different place, different people, but also completely different uh, level. And I'm like, I, I knew that I was going to have a ton of pressure on me. Like, and even at this company I'm at now, people would still tell me, they're like, oh, I can't believe you got hired in as a lead. Like that never happens. Like, like people, you know, it was really weird. Like even just like observing it. And I remember like the whole conversations we had, it, it was a huge jump to go from a uh, individual contributor that had led some small projects to, Oh, you're going to lead this whole team and be like Mr. Manager. Yep. <laughs> and, and I will say, and yeah, I did mention this to David, um, but I was like, look, I knew what I was getting into. Um, and I knew I would have to put in a lot of extra work to like catch up basically. And, and like that, honestly, I think is one of my strengths, like just, a, a you know, the ability to adapt and learn quickly. Um, uh, 
like I didn't know jack about SQL. I knew f- super fundamental SQL queries, but that was about it, right? And now, not at like a anywhere near like an expert level, but I can definitely like write some complex stored procedures and make sure it's optimized and I can do a little tuning, you know, like create some indexes, uh, you know, all these stuff that I definitely didn't know how to do before. And I taught myself all of that. You know what I mean? Like I stayed, I would work and then I went home and took online lessons, you know, I was like, that's the kind of stuff I felt like if I didn't do, I would, I would have been, I would not have earned respect for my team. You know what I'm saying? There are many guys older than I am that are, that I'm, you know, leading. And it's like, I knew what they were thinking. Like, who's this guy coming in? You know, (laughs) never even worked here. And like, you know, who's this guy? Like, who does he think he is? You know, leading us around. So, right. I'll I'll say the, the common thread that I heard, um, was when I talked to Bruce, he also said, uh, cause I ran into him. It was really funny when I saw him. And I love, he must have an impeccable memory. He remembers me very well. Dude, he is one of the best recruiters I've seen. He starts when he, the first thing he talked to me when he when he met me was started telling me like, "Oh, I see um, you know, like you you've had a good experience like at Lockheed." He starts rambling all these like not rambling, but he starts like weaving into the conversation very expertly things that I put on my resume that I'm just like, "Dude, you did your homework on me." Like that's phenomenal it's like this guy knew me really well he clearly studied my resume and he's able to weave these things into a normal conversation with me of just getting to know me you know what i mean um oh yeah and- like, like he talks whatever he called me he'd be like i don't want to say his full name but he's like hey it's uh bruce uh, blah, blah, blah. and <laughs> i'm here like it was always like super concise but super like well said i mean i just it was always a pleasure getting a call from him. Yeah, and, yeah, no, uh, he was great. Yeah, yeah, he he's a great guy. And he said his biggest concern was just that you're coming from a leadership uh, role, and you definitely like leadership. And you're one. He was wondering, you know, if we can't put him in leadership right away, will that bother him? And I said, I think he expects that. I don't think he expects to be thrown in at leadership right away. Um, I think it's something he would do again, but made me even feel more comfortable if he didn't, because you get a little bit of time to get acclimated and kind of prove yourself before. I mean, if my experience is anything within, I would say three to six months, it was really clear where my role was in the team. And I don't think it's what they expected. Mm -hmm. You know, like I ended up taking much more of a leadership kind of role in the team because I came in and it was like gangbusters. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it was also opportunity. Like our team lead left and I wasn't appointed the team lead, but I said, Every good team lead needs a second hand man, and I can be your second hand man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that it went well. I wish you the best. I hope it works out for you. Uh, I just, you know, in general, want your overall happiness to be the highest, and uh, I think it might be a, a thing that will make you happier. So, yeah. We'll see what happens, man. Well, I've already started to, even in my current job, to try and do better on my resolution of working less, just because I'm like, like, even right now, I'm like, you know, I'm going to record this podcast and afterwards I probably will not get back on my work laptop. You know what I mean? Like I, Good I man. would, Good yeah, man. I mean, last year I would have been like hopping on to work, check, making sure I'm like, there's no fires. I check my emails, make sure they're all read before the next day. I'm like, no, I'll just do that tomorrow. Not a big deal. Um, and I feel like, uh, I feel like, I don't know. What can they do? You know, <laughs> fire yeah, me. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm at an p- interesting position where if they fired me, I wouldn't be that heartbroken at all. <laughs> um, you just be upset that you don't have that paycheck coming uh, in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. I'm lucky. You know, I can find another job. That's not a, that is not a difficult thing for, you know, our industry, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but also just. That's, that's a very liberating yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's exactly like I'm not I'm and I'm in a good position too, where like, sure, I interviewed here, but if I don't get if if I don't get anything or if I don't get something I like, you know, I'm just, no big deal. I'm like, <laughs> not, you know, I have a job. <laughs> um, so to me that, yeah, liberating is a good word, um, but it's just more it's comfortable. Um 
I don't know, it, you know, like with a family, it would be such a, I can't even imagine like living, oh my God, especially in this whole government shutdown thing. I can't, I've been reading these stories and I'm, getting, I'm just getting so sad. It's very upsetting. Like, you know, families that cannot pay for rent because they're not getting a paycheck. And it's just like, oh my goodness. I can't imagine that. Uh, but uh, anyways, sorry to end on a sad note here, but... <sighs> Well, maybe they'll uh, they'll stop the shutdown by the time this episode. <laughs> Hopefully, comes. man. It's Thursday, January tenth. <laughs> I'm Michael Barbaro. <laughs> this is the Daily. <laughs>